This is the message from Connection Community Church for March 15th and 16th, 2020. 316, 2 Thessalonians 316, Peace. Well, good morning, Connection Church. So glad you're with us this morning, both here and online. Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Can I have an amen on that? Amen, amen. So this morning we continue our journey in this season of Lent as we prepare our hearts and minds for Jesus' last days, for his death on the cross and his resurrection on Easter. I've been looking at Scripture, verse 316, in various books of the Scripture, various books of the Bible. This morning we're looking at 2 Thessalonians 316, and our focus is on peace. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for joining us here and online. We have a record number of just under 100 people joining us. So glad. And I want to give a big shout out to our tech tech team. You guys rock. Thank you so much for the extra measures you put in place so that everybody could be one church. Many, many, many many locations. Yes. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for being able to worship you here at 4744 Summit Bridge Road and in our homes and wherever we are. God, we are grateful. You are mighty to save and your love is deep. And your love is wide. And we worship you this morning. Settle us in. Remove any distractions. So that we might receive your word found in scripture. Your word about peace. We pray this in the mighty name of the one who is peace, Jesus Christ. Everybody gathered online and here said... Amen. 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 So let me tell you something up front that's just really awesome. Um, we have a group here, a worship design team, that kind of looks out ahead and prayerfully uh, uh, seeks God's direction on where our messages, our themes will be. It all depends on, on, might be six months, nine months, a year. Uh, we often go on retreat down at Pacomath, Camp Pacomath, and kind of get away to seek God's direction on that. Well, um, and then we have a team, a little bigger team, uh, month to month gets together and kind of focuses in on what we plan. But today's message, today's message was actually planned. Uh, we came up with the rough idea back in August of 2019. What's that, eight, nine months ago? Yeah, there, there's a worksheet. That's Kyle Brandenburg's writing on there. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit knew that far in advance that we were going to need a, a word about peace today in the midst of all the craziness that we've been experiencing. Isn't that just awesome? I just marvel at how the Holy Spirit can be that far, how God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can be that far out ahead of us. And, you know, we're just trying to play catch up all the time, aren't we? Incredible. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And so today we are sharing about 2 Thessalonians 3.16, the theme of peace that was identified back on August 15th. And we want to give you a little bit of background on 2 Thessalonians. It was written by the Apostle Paul, and it's a letter. He wrote 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Those are letters to a church at Thessalonica. 
Thessalonica was a church that Paul established. It was located in the capital city of Macedonia, which is northern Greece. Paul's writing to this church is because the church is in turmoil. We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, how there was a lot of false teaching. We call that heresy. We call, there were a lot of misunderstandings. The church was brand new and it was just growing so rapidly and there was just a lot of stuff out there that was kind of knocking the mission of Jesus Christ off. So Paul told the truth that Jesus would return again, and we all know that Jesus is coming back again, but this resulted in some confusion and some misunderstanding because some people thought it already happened. Others thought it might happen really, really soon, and so they just quit working, like, well, I'm not going to go to work. Jesus is coming tomorrow, so, you know. <laughs> well, can you imagine... I mean, that's 2,000 years ago when they were thinking it was going to be, you know, back then. Anyway, we need to live every day like Jesus is coming, by the way. But quitting work and being idle and disruptive, that's what happened. And so in a nutshell, there was a lot of turmoil in the church. And Paul writes these letters to offer direction and encouragement. And I think it's so cool that... There's been turmoil in the church, and these letters are absolutely appropriate for our day today and our culture today. At the end of the letter that Paul was writing to this church, he concluded with these words. It was like a blessing or a benediction. And here's what Paul writes. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Mm. Peace. Now, that's a word you've probably heard here at church once or twice, right? At least several times. Peace and its derivatives we find 249 times in the New International Version of Scripture. And so it's obviously a pretty important word when it comes to Bible things. As Pastor Dennis Lee shares in his message dated September the 10th, 2018, it's entitled, Procuring God's Peace. He points out that peace is so important that it's at the very center uh, of several things, but especially two very important New Testament teachings. The first is found in Matthew. There's a section of Matthew, verses 5, 6, and 7, that we call the Sermon on the Mount. It's a, it's a kind of extended teaching that Jesus did with his disciples, plus also some others who gathered in, uh, to hear what he was having to say there. And there's some really, really valuable teachings in those three chapters. Um, there's one section we call the Beatitudes, and these are things that they tell us that we're blessed when this or this, when we act in certain ways. And uh, Beatitude means uh, uh, it brings joy to us. Uh, you are uh, joyful when this happens, or you're blessed. And the one that we're focused on here is Matthew 5, 9. The New International Version tells us, say it with me, blessed, blessed are, are the, the peacemakers. peacemakers for they, they will, will be, be called, called children, children of, of God. God. Yeah, there you go. So Pastor Lee points out in a second teaching from the Apostle Paul that when we as believers in Jesus Christ, when we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior, and when we're led by the Holy Spirit, we are given some gifts, some fruit in our lives that as believers should naturally 
come out. They're called fruits of the Spirit, and peace is one of those nine fruits. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. In your life, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, what? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If those aren't evident in your life, I would suggest that you have a good, strong talk with the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to, to shape you. Because the way it's written, this isn't your doing. If Christ is in you through the Holy Spirit, you know, it, the Holy Spirit brings these out in you. And peace is one of them, peace. Um, Paul called for peace for the people of the church at Thessalonica in the midst of turmoil. And it seems the world really hasn't changed much, has it? It's anything but peaceful. And yet we, we yearn for peace, don't we? We talk about peace all the time. We seek peace. And then the question is this, what does this peace look like? What, what are we hoping for? What are we yearning for? So here's a picture uh, that Alan took last September. We were in Ocean City, Maryland in September when the hurricane came through. And it, it didn't hit up here, but we remember it was down south and things were really crazy. We were on the edge of it. We were on the edge City. of it. And um, the ocean was really angry and it was kind of an, an eerie time. But we saw the effects of, of the hurricane from our uh, window. Peace would not be a word that I would use when I look at that. And yet, when you think about the hurricane, in the eye of the hurricane, which is about 20 to 40 miles, an area of 24 to 20 to 40 miles, in the center of the hurricane is this relative peace and calm. And so that's how it works in our lives. We can be in the midst of the most horrific storms where we feel craziness all around us and our circumstances could be full of conflict and confusion and chaos. And yet right there in the middle is the peace of Christ. If we're able to stay focused, if we're able to stay centered stay centered on Christ, we too can experience the peace that passes all understanding. Hmm. Peace, true peace, a peace that lasts, comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. We may search in, for it in various other ways, other places in this world, but it's only Jesus that can give us true peace. And that's because Jesus is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow. Jesus doesn't change. And so the peace of the Lord then is a gift, just as salvation is a gift freely given. Freely given. We're reminded of this blessing of peace in the book of Numbers. It's the uh, fourth book in the Old Testament. Chapter 6, it's... Uh, it's a blessing that God gave to Moses to share with his brother Aaron, who was the primary priest, and, and Aaron's two sons, who were also priests for, for the nation of Israel, telling them, this is how you bless the Israelites. 
And it's interesting. The same, this is the same benediction or dismissal or closing, whatever you want to call it. My pastor growing up used every Sunday for 28 years, I think he was at that. I remember this every single week we close the service with this. And it's a blessing that reminds each of us from where our peace truly comes. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Say the rest with me. And give you peace. Yeah. Yeah. Later on in the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah. And he shared a vision of someone who would be coming hundreds of years in the future. It's, we find this verse as we, we use this verse a lot as we share uh, preparing for Christmas during the Advent season. That's preparation before Christmas. And it's the vision of the coming of Christ. Check this out. For to us a son is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, and what's the rest? Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace, his name is Jesus. Being the Prince of Peace means that he is the one that rules over peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is peace. There is no peace outside of having faith in Jesus. There's no peace outside of faith in Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Following his last supper with his disciples, you know, the last supper is what we celebrate when we have Holy Communion, first Sunday of the month. When Jesus, following that last supper he had with his disciples, he spent a lot of time with them, teaching them, preparing them, comforting them for what was coming soon. His his arrest, his crucifixion, his, his death, and his resurrection. You know, he wanted them to know that he wasn't abandoning them. He wasn't leaving them as orphans. I mean, he literally says that to them. He told them that the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father would send in Jesus' name, would teach them all things and remind them of everything that Jesus had said to them. And then he shared this. We find it in John 14, verse 27. This is the New International Version. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Wow. Wow. Jesus gives them peace. Jesus gives us peace. It's a peace that's different than what we think of as peace in the world. World peace is the end of conflict and war and hostility. Unfortunately, no matter how much we look for this peace in this world, we will not have it. We get these short-lived glimpses of worldly peace that we hope for. Yeah. And Jesus continues teaching the disciples. We find that in John chapters 14, 15, and, and 16. 
And then he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he finishes by saying this, John 16, 33, New Living Translation. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Wow. Jesus wanted them to know and wants us to know here in 2020. Jesus wants us to know that our peace is completely independent of our situation and our circumstance. As Christ followers, we can have peace because peace is internal. It's not based on the external. It's deep inside, not based on conflict and confusion and chaos. This internal peace that centers us. We will, we do, we have had many trials. We've had many sorrows, and we will again. But Jesus came to overcome them. He said it right there, I have overcome the world. That's all the stuff that we have to deal with. He's already overcome it, and all we have to do is plug in and fix our eyes on the Prince of Peace. We find that peace in not trying to control our circumstances. And as a control queen, I've over the years tried very hard to let go, let go, let go. And it is really so freeing when I'm not the boss of my life anymore. And I completely and totally depend on, I mean, I slip, but on the Holy Spirit. Gaining control, allowing the Spirit to have control of our lives instead of us doing it for ourselves. You know, one of our greatest challenges regarding peace, even when Jesus is in charge, even when we've given it over to him, one of our greatest challenges has to do, even then, with forgiveness. You know, when I've needed to forgive someone and haven't done so, it's unsettling. There is not a peace. That's because Jesus made it quite clear that we must forgive in order to realize forgiveness ourselves. Like the line in the Lord's Prayer, we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You say that, you've said a mouthful. <laughs> you've said a challenging sentence there. Here's the thing. As long as we allow the hurts of the past to haunt us, in the present and in the futures, as long as we continue to bring bitterness along with us, as long as we pray for the past to somehow be different than it was, we will never find peace. Shared this before, but it, it bears repeating. As writer Anne Lamont shares, forgiveness is giving up all hope for a better past. Forgiveness is giving up all hope for a better past. And we have an, a, an addendum to that. This isn't Lamont, this is us. Peace is allowing God to help us find that forgiveness. God does not want us to be distracted from him, and, and there really seems to be a pretty big distraction right now. And even as a church, our mission is and will be connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers, and each one of us here and 
those of you who are gathering with us online, that's our common mission together. And we have such a great opportunity to live that out in the weeks ahead, to be steadfast in our faith, smart. I'm not suggesting that we are not smart, but to be people of, of faith and not live in absolute fear. A scripture that we use many times here, and, and a lot of you may know this, and actually somebody online suggested we use it, and it's already here, so here I go with it. Mm -hmm. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, and what's the rest? With thanksgiving, present your request to God. Say the rest. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so it's been a week filled with challenge and anxiety, hasn't it? A lot of stuff going on this week. Coronavirus has certainly gotten our attention, and for good reason. And the anxiety is not only limited, uh, only trying to limit exposure, not get sick by, but also things like this, uh, just like the domino effect. Will my daycare close? Because if it does, then what am I going to do? Because I don't have a job where I can stay home with the kids. Or how about if, you know, I used to drive a school bus in college. You know, what if, what if that was your primary living? And the school's closed and you can't drive your bus. How do you pay rent the next month? Layer on layer on layer. Spend hours wondering whether we should be here this morning together or everybody together online. Um... And, and, and we came to the conclusion both choices were beneficial for those who could be here and those who couldn't. You know, Jesus came to save us, and part of that salvation is times like this, isn't it? Satan would love Satan. You know Satan, the one who likes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan would love for this virus to become our primary focus. Our primary focus, uh, for our anxiety to take over and for our fears to absolutely rule. You know, there's a difference between being fearful and being cautious. Big difference. Satan's not, it's not the caution that he's, it's that fear. He loves for us to be fearful. But here's the thing, we know better, don't we? We know better. In the midst of the challenges that we face right now, we know the Lord of peace. And we know that he's able to bring peace to us at all times, in every way, in all situations. Even in the midst of a crisis like this one that we're facing, this community's facing, the state, the country, and the world is facing right now. And so we encourage you, each of you, each and every one of you here at home, Take all the precautions you can. Again, Jesus said, be uh, as gentle as a dove, but as smart as a serpent. It's good. Be careful. Don't be dumb. Take all the precautions you can. 
to prevent and protect. We've got a, P, a lot of P's going on here. <laughs> Precautions to prevent and protect while praying <laughs> for peace. <laughs> it's that peace that passes all understanding. It's beyond our, it's because it's God-centered, not us-centered. Peace of the Lord that will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah, there you go. And so in praying through the last few days and how to handle today, what came really clear is that we do need to pray. Not just like, okay, I'm going to go and pray, but we need to pray today, like right now. Those of us here, those online, don't get up. Sit there and pray. We're all in this together. It's not God, lunchtime yet. It's not time yet <laughs> to end. So let's, can you imagine like the heavens, you know, God hearing the collective prayers of his people right now? So we're going to give an invitation for all of us to spend time in prayer. Pray for God's peace to invade your heart and your mind and your soul. Pray for God's peace to be your strength. Pray for wisdom for those who lead and who are making really big decisions. Pray for us as we continue to navigate through these uncertain times. Pray for the health of those who are ill. Pray for those to say, stay well. Pray for families in our church and our community and our state and our world. Be a witness. Be a witness of peace to those around you. I doubt any one of us are going to go home and not come out for the next 14 days. So wherever we go, let's be a witness to that peace that only God can bring. And so Mitchell is going to play the piano, and then now we get a chance to pause. It's another P. Pause and pray. And here's how, here's how we'd like it to go. You can pray from your seats. It's going to be about two minutes or so. Pray from your seats. Pray at home. Steps are open for prayer. We can come up, just spend some time. Cheryl's back there in the prayer corner. She will pray with you. I would like to ask um, two ushers to come up and just stand on either side because as an act of worship, those of us who are regular around here, we give our tithes and our offerings. And so um, come up and if you have your connect card, you can come up and just put that in the bag. Be sure to sign in. There's an online connect card for you online and there's also a way to give online. But it's time to pray. And then when we finish praying, we're going to sing a song that was planned before this virus ever took over in our state. And it's a version of it as well. So God is out in front of this. God not only chose this scripture for today, back in August of 2019, but we planned the music before we knew that we were in this super crisis. It is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. Our prayer is that it is well.
with your souls. And we can be confident that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And as we're in this eye of the storm where everything around us is chaotic, we stand on the promises that the Prince of Peace give us. So let's go ahead and spend this time now together in prayer. If the ushers would please come up. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.